And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my hmm, law-abiding. Well, that's just not true. <laughs> Sidekick Ben Needenthal. <laughs> I break all kinds of laws. Break the law, man. Yeah, no, it's he I, likes no, to play in the gray areas. I I like to I like to stay mostly in the in the legal side of things. As long as you don't get caught. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm pretty good at not getting caught. So. Yeah, we learned that last time. <laughs> Apparently, we did. Yeah. So, and uh, to that end, is that does that have any bearing on what we're discussing today? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, after last week, I was thinking about all of the potential liability we could have created for our parents. Mainly by we, I really mean because ben. I need more stress in my life right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, you're a father now, and yeah. I'm the Son responsible party. growing and up. And he's drinking already. He's two. He's two. He's not drinking. He's, he's drinking, drinking milk. milk. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Which he spills fucking frequently, man. Jack, get your shit together. Stop spilling your milk, dude. I love you. Your dad. Mm. <laughs> right. So, if D- Jack is listening. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a big, he's big a, fan yeah, of legal yeah, podcasts. Yeah, he's, he's a subscriber. <laughs> this and uh, the Storybots on Netflix. Uh, Those are the two big ones it. for him. Yeah. So, okay. Well, excellent. Let's let's add to my overall stress level and okay. talk about all the things <clears throat> that could have gone horribly, horribly wrong for my family. Right. So, parents may be held liable for a child's actions. But not always. Frankly, not generally. Okay. So, generally, parents are not held liable for the actions of their minor children. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are exceptions. Um, they could be liable if your ch- child causes um, damages or injuries that were reasonably foreseeable. Okay. Okay. Um, or if the pa- child is acting on the instruction of the parent so they can be seen <laughs> as an agent. Yeah. Um, or when the parent was actually negligent themselves okay. in something. Okay. Um so So the first thing you mentioned, uh like the the you know what was it? The like the you could see what the outcome would be kind of thing. Right. That's so, sort of like, you know, if you're gonna wreck your car into a wall or something like that, it's <clears> pretty clear that something bad is going to happen. Right. So, like, let's take, you know, your 16-year-old can now drive. Uh, okay. Just wait. You're going to teach no. Jack to drive. No, no, it's, he's never going to be 16. That's the thing. fast approaching. He's going to stay the exact same age that he currently is for all time. Right. Okay. So, your child that's is That's basically now... fatherhood in a nutshell, by the way. Is, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what that feels like. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you've now trained your child to drive they've taken all the classes they pass the test they have their license yeah it's a big day generally speaking you will not be li- personally liable hmm. if they go wreck the car right okay insurance is there mm-hmm. insurance coverage right okay now according to ohio's financial responsibility law now keep in mind each state is slightly different in this mm-hmm. but most have some general financial responsibility law for parents um 
realistically, you can only be held liable if you do one of two things. Mm -hmm. First, you do not provide insurance for your minor child. Mm -hmm. And then they are driving without insurance. That would be bad, yeah. That would be bad. Mm -hmm. And they're a minor. Yeah. So they're your responsibility. Right. So that's when you can be held personally responsible. Makes sense. The other one is if you act negligently. Mm -hmm. So you continue to allow your child to drive the vehicle when you know your child has a drug or alcohol addiction. Ah, okay. And you know they are driving under the influence. Yeah, that would be bad. You are negligently entrusting the vehicle Hmm. knowing that it is quite foreseeable yeah. For them to have some sort of an accident. Yeah. So that's on you. That is your negligence right. because you are choosing to allow something to happen right. Right. when you know that it's yeah. likely to cause a problem. So that's what happens with vehicles. Right. Really. Um, but let's just say you have a 14-year-old or 18-year-old who's it, you're not entrusting a vehicle to. Right. But they, you know they're smoking weed, you know they're drinking in the house, you don't know where it's coming from. Right. Because you as the responsible parent have locked the liquor cabinet or gotten rid of all alcohol in the house. Right. Um, so you know it's not, you're not providing it. Right. But you know that they are doing some illegal things. You don't know right. where it's coming from. Right. You're trying to do stuff to stop it. Right. You're not going to be liable. Right. If marijuana is found in your house. Sure. In that child's room. Right. Okay. Um, Unless you know or should have known. Hmm. Okay. Using reasonable diligence that it was there. Right. Now, reasonable diligence, if you are constantly doing things to prevent it. Right. You can't be held responsible every time you're... 17 year old is dumb yeah and bring something into the house sure okay um now the difference is if you knowingly permit this behavior Hmm. or if you facilitate it right so this is where parents get in trouble with having parties and giving alcohol to underage individuals right um because now you can be charged criminally Mm mm-hmm you can have constructive possession if it's a drug because right. you knew it was there. You chose not to get rid of the marijuana, um, that kind of thing. Right. Or if you're facilitating the party, you're you are corrupting a minor. Sure. Or yeah. minors in that case. And that can rise to a level of a criminal forfeiture of But that makes home. you the cool parent, though. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you liable for a bunch of stuff, too. (laughs) Mommy's in jail. She's cool. Right. So, you know, that's especially like if you know your child is selling drugs out of the house. That's bad. And you're not doing anything about it. That's where you could really get in trouble. Sure. Um, But again, it's based on your actions and what you know about the situation. Right. Now, in this age of millennials and higher education and all of that, we have adult children living at home Mm -hmm. much longer. So, what does that mean? That is a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Right. If you're 18, no longer your parents' problem. Mm. Okay. the 21-year-old living at home doing dumb stuff, that's on them. Yeah. 
Unless, again, you are negligently entrusting. But that's no longer as a parent liability. Right. That would be true if you handed your keys to some drunk guy at the bar and said, yeah, drive my car home. Yeah. You're negligently entrusting your vehicle to the drunk guy. Yeah. Um, Same thing happens generally at 18 Hmm. with your kids. Yeah. That's why 18th birthday is so exciting for parents. Like, (laughs) I'm out. No longer longer a risk. Yep. Um, Unless, again, there's that negligent entrustment. Um, And then I have other parents who worry about whether or not they can be found liable for medical or psychological treatment of a minor. So they have their child. Mm-hmm. Um, and they choose to use holistic treatments instead of traditional treatments for okay. whatever condition. Okay. Or your child's bipolar and they're not under the care of psychiatrist or mm. whatever it is. Generally speaking, you get to choose what kind of care your child gets. Yeah. We can judge that harshly on the outside. We can disagree. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have a right to parent your child how you want to parent them. Right. So generally speaking, you cannot be held liable for not seeking treatment for your child or seeking alternative treatments. Okay. But there's a limitation to that. Okay. If you fail to obtain necessary medical or mental health treatment um, that then because of that failure it threatens the overall welfare of Mm -hmm. a child and child services gets called in yeah you can be declared to be neglectful Mm -hmm. or making your child dependent Hmm. Um, and then you could lose temporary or permanent custody Hmm. so like um it was very big news all over the place um, several months ago on Facebook where the police officers took the picture of the two grandparents Oh yeah, um, who had basically overdosed on heroin and were passed out in the front seats of the vehicle yeah. with the child in the back. Right. And this is sad for a couple of things. First, they are clearly addicted. They are not making rational decisions to endanger that child. Yeah. But that's exactly what they were found guilty of, is child endangerment and neglect. Right. So that's where that line changes, is when you are actually risking or causing harm to your child. Right. Now, the other thing that every once in a while I'll get a question about in Ohio is, can someone under the age of 18 be emancipated? So... You see hmm. this out in California from time to time. The, Is this like the f- uh, divorce my parents kind of thing? Yep. Yeah. The child star who's 15 and yeah. wants to be legally emancipated. They want to be deemed an adult with their parents no longer responsible for them or generally their money. So I think hmm. Macaulay Culkin did this. Right, right. You know, all the Home Alone money coming in. Yeah. Um, And that's really a state-by-state thing. Hmm. So, in Ohio, it makes sense to be state by state too, because some states like Hollywood, they, I mean, like California, they've got a whole industry centered around you know children right. that can make a ton of money doing something. Right, and it, it, it's different. Right. Um, in Ohio, we don't have that law. Right. We have common law, which right. is case law, basically. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that. Yeah. You can, if you get married under the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. 
and parents have to sign off on that. Um, or if you join the military, you're technically emancipated. Yeah. So if you join at 17. Yeah. That's really the only big things. Um, but you cannot file a lawsuit to get a court to say, yes, you may legally move out of the house and your parents are no longer responsible for you. Hmm. You have to always have a legal custodian, um, whether that be your parents, a guardian, whatever. Yeah. And there are exceptions to that as with everything. So that's a big difference. Um, And there's a whole uh, article actually on that um, done by Dick Graham, who's a magistrate in the Cuyahoga County (laughs) Juvenile Court. Um, And it's on the Ohio Bar Law You Can Use website, which is pretty handy. Um, yeah, you've mentioned that several times. Yeah, actually, Ohio Bar Association, well done with the law you can use yeah. segments. There are tons of articles, and they are all applicable. And topical, too. Yeah. Yeah, like remarkably topical. Like, it's always stuff that, I mean, it's a lot of times we find good topics from there. And Yeah, yeah. so, well done, yeah. OSBA, well done. Yeah. Um, other things that you could look at. What about guns? Oh, guns. They're they're a hot topic right now. Yeah. Um, so we've had school shootings mm-hmm. which are no fun. No. Um, but what are the parents' liabilities in that? Mm. Okay. Okay. So in Ohio we have a statute. Um, it's revised code thirty one oh nine dot ten. And that describes the liability of parents for willful for the willful and malicious assaults by their children. So this could be with a weapon. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, one kid beating up another and it's deemed willful and malicious. So it's yeah. an assault. Mm-hmm. So an attack of some sort. Yeah. On by their child on someone else. Doesn't right. have to be a child. Um, according to this statute, there can be a civil action to recover compensatory damages. In an amount not to exceed $10,000 plus the cost of the lawsuit. Hmm. So that means they get attorney fees. Okay. But at the end of the day, you're going after $10,000. Yeah. Which doesn't cover much today. No. Especially if you have medical bills right. and those kind of things. Yeah. Doesn't cover a whole lot. Yeah. Plus, you have to then prove that the act was willful and malicious. Right. And that has different meaning when it's children because children aren't always in control of their emotions. Right. Um, or they don't As the father always... of a two-year-old, that is true. Right. <laughs> They're not sitting here going, making a conscious choice to say, I'm angry. I'm going to scream now because I'm angry. Right. They just respond. They're right. in the moment. Yeah. Um, which is wonderful. And we lose that as adults. Yeah. And then we have whole other issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then we have... We have yeah, yeah, subconscious problems. Right. Yeah. Yes, it gets very messy. Um, so $10,000, not a whole lot. Right. Okay, but what about with guns? You would think that would change slightly. Mm. Well, the answer is, as always, it depends. Yeah, yeah. So, again, were you negligent? We need an entire segment of the show called It Depends. It Depends. Yeah. Right, because it always depends. So, parents are not allowed to give their children guns. Yeah. Or other weapons, except for use in sport, you know, your T-51 
teaching your son to hunt. Right. We're going clay shooting. Right. Those kind of things. Or daughter. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, that's fine. Yeah. As long as you keep the guns locked up, it's you're responsible about it. We don't advertise to the children where the guns are. Yeah. This all makes sense. Um, so generally speaking, if the parents have not done anything wrong, generally not going to be liable for the actions of their children. Yeah. Now, if a parent does something wrong, mm. and when I say wrong, that's kind of a judgment. Realistically, right. what I mean is they're providing access. They're sure. showing where the guns are. They don't keep them locked up. Right. Clearly accessible, no problems. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. And then the child takes a gun to school, whether they use it or not, a parent, it can now be liable. Yeah. Because they did not meet the standard of reasonable care. Yeah. So that is a reasonably what a reasonably prudent person would do under the circumstances. Yeah. A reasonably prudent person keeps guns locked up. Yeah. Yeah. A reasonably prudent person doesn't advertise to a nine-year-old where they keep the firearm in the house. Right. Um, if you fail to take those steps to prevent the children from obtaining guns, yeah, you can be liable. Right. But here's the thing, and, and this is the part that people don't get often in law. Just because somebody has done something that has breached the standard of care or what we consider wrong mm -hmm. and can be held liable yeah, does not necessarily mean that it is a good business decision to make them liable. Right. Because there's no insurance <laughs> coverage as a general rule right. that's going to pay that out. Right. So what are you going after? Yeah, you're basically going after these people, and if they don't have much... Right. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> um, same thing uh, if you get a judgment. You know, Sally sues Bob for whatever, and you get a judgment against Bob. Right. Great. Congratulations. You have a judgment, which is a piece of paper. Yeah. It says that's, you won. That's not cash in hand. Right. Okay. So then what happens? <laughs> right. Um, then you have to chase down and try to collect on the judgment. There's yeah. garnishments. Depending on what it is, they can file a bankruptcy and get rid of it. Right. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you really going after? Um, that's not necessarily how you want to spend your time. Right. Especially after something yeah, so, so devastating. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, a lot of that could just be chalked up to people just, they're grieving because what happened right. know, or going through something and, and just kind of anger more than anything else. But, you know. Right. Yeah. And whether but it's I mean, going to do any good. You yeah. Know. You're suing under a negligent entrustment, just like entrusting your car to a drunk person um you're entrusting a weapon to a child that's right. negligent yeah um or negligent supervision so as the parent you have a duty to supervise your child yeah so you're doing those things um and at the end of the day you may not have any money yeah <laughs> so not worth it right um there are some potential for criminal charges mm -hmm. if a parent is acting extremely irresponsibly right. with weapons. Um, 
And that's really it, an adult is prohibited from contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Mm-hmm. So if as a parent you're handing over the drugs, you're handing over the alcohol, you right. are handing over a weapon. Right. That's contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Yeah. And that's a crime. Yeah. And that carries with it criminal penalties. Yeah. So you also have to look at it's that. It's also kind of a dick thing to do, too. Right. We go back to the old standby. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> that's your version. Right. <laughs> I don't like your word. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, but for those crimes, they can be classified up to a fifth degree felony as a general rule. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it depends. I mean, there's a lot of leeway in between and right. all sorts of things that can aggravate or mitigate up or down from that yeah. uh, fifth degree felony. But there can be fines, jail time. Yeah. So at the end of the day, keep your guns locked up. Yeah. Be safe about them. Yep. Teach gun safety or firearm safety. Yeah. If Especially if, you know... You're in a hunting family. They like yeah. to hunt. Great. Mm-hmm. Teach responsibility. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. Right. So, hey, see, you shouldn't be too worried. <laughs> Jack's a good kid. He's only two. Yeah. Yeah. So, shouldn't be too bad, right? No. Hopefully not. God, I hope not. I hope he's not like me. That's. I hope he's more like Jess. Jess was, she was the, the she didn't do anything wrong. She's never really drank or anything like that so i hope she i hope that rubs off on him so we don't really um, drink much at home now anyway so it's not that big a deal true yeah i just know karma yeah i know I karma know. comes it all comes full circle yeah my brother justin mm. has all daughters uh. karma is blessing him <laughs> Yep, that's coming back tenfold yeah. for what he wa- <laughs> did during high school. So, yeah. oh, karma. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yes. Fun stuff. So, do you have your joke of the week ready? I do. Whoa. I know, right? All right, hold off. Before we do that, let's I, do our housekeeping. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so proud of you for having it I know, done. right? Yeah. Right. That's two weeks in a row. Woo. Yeah, and this one. Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so. All of our announcements and housekeeping first. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can do so on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or suggest topics for future episodes. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. You can all follow. Uh, you can. Oh my God! You can also follow <laughs> Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things, up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Route every single week. If you like to follow me on Twitter, I am at the Almighty Ben. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, but I reserve the right to not friend you on Facebook if I decide to. If you're trying to find Jen on social media, try Facebook. That's basically about it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. If you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we would appreciate it if you would take a few minutes out of your very busy day. Head over to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of you, our listeners. It is because of you that our podcast exists. If you like what you hear, remember, sharing is caring. Uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Absolutely. It is uh, you're at first you're going to scream at me. No, no, we've already done that joke, and we have not. This is a new take on an old classic. Oh. So prepare yourself and your funny way, bones. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> yes. How many lawyers does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. 
one, but it has to have a really, really good case. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that one might be kind of accurate. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes. Well, anyway, uh, until next week, I am Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We will see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media Think big. This week's support for the fine print with attorney Jen Rout comes from Thriven Financial. For more than 100 years, Thriven has offered financial guidance about saving, spending, and sharing. Thriven helps more than 2.3 million member owners be wise with money through its broad range of products and services, including life insurance, annuities, and mutual funds. To learn more about what makes Thrivent unique, contact John Grolo, FIC Financial Associate, at 614-567-7141.